Hey there, I have listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we're going to be talking about Six Crimson Cranes by Elizabeth Lim. Um, I'm a huge fan of Elizabeth Lim as a writer. You may be familiar with my other reviews for her Blood of the Stars, um, Spin the Dawn, and Unravel the Dusk. I absolutely love her storytelling because she's, I want to say concise as an author, but she has such fluidity in her, in her storytelling. I mean, she just take the story, you know, for a perfect example and why I loved it. She incorporates a lot of fairy tale elements. I mean, you have Shiori, she's a princess and she has a wicked stepmother. She loses her voice. She loses her identity. She's stripped of her identity. And her brothers are turned into cranes. So she has to kind of find her way back home. Um, miles, you know, she's like a thousand miles away. I might be exaggerating, but she has to try to get back home. She has to do so without anything to her name. She has to do so without a voice. And she also has to find her brothers and break the curse that has befallen both them and herself. So just looking at all those little pieces, everything about that screams fairy tale, fairy tale, fairy tale. And I love that. I love fairy tales. Um, I'm a huge fan of fairy tale retellings, but this isn't a retelling. This is what I love about Lynn's writing style. She takes these elements and you can see that she uses them for inspiration because she weaves them into her storytelling in a very unique way that keeps the story very engaging from beginning to end. And I think that that's what really sets her apart from other writers. And big surprise, it's no surprise she's a New York Times bestselling author because her storytelling is very grounded. It's very magical, it's very fantastical, but so very unique and so very fresh and so very her. You see the author in her storytelling. You see the author in what she's trying to write. And I do love it. I mean, you've got demons, you've got magic, you've got shape-shifting dragons, you've got a magical paper crane um, who's kind of her best friend. And I think it's just magical how the story develops and how it evolves because it does keep the reader guessing. There were some elements where I was suspicious of some characters, um, but overall I thought it was pretty well done. Um, I thought, wow, this is a really good story. I really, really like it. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> she just she keeps you entertained and even though there are some elements that did make me suspicious of certain characters there's a lot of misdirection as well to keep the story engaging you may see one piece of the puzzle but you're not seeing the whole puzzle put together and i think that that's great you might have a corner put together but you don't know the whole bit you don't know the big picture and that's what stands out to me as a reader. Something that keeps me entertained, something that keeps me on a toe, something that keeps the story just 
engaging from beginning to end. I really did love that. I love the story pretty much. You know, it has such a fluid, uh, not fluid, <laughs> sorry. It has such a fluid momentum to it. It has such a fluid pacing to it. It's, for me, I thought it was fast paced because I absolutely devoured the book. Um, had I had the energy to read it in one sitting, I, I read it back when I was pregnant, um, I probably would have read it in one setting, in one sitting, but, you know, I didn't, um, and that's probably only because I was, you know, eight months pregnant, <laughs> and I was constantly tired, but overall... I couldn't put it down. And I love Shiori as well. I think her character development um, was really well done. You know, she's a princess, yes, but she's not this oh perfect princess. And she's not, I mean, she's spoiled, but you can tell that she's a good person. You know, she doesn't feel like a trope. She doesn't feel like a cliche. She is very much unique and very much her own person. And that's what I thought was really engaging about who she was as a character because she does go on this very tough journey. She has to learn to humble herself and she does. She learns quickly to humble herself in a very powerful way because she doesn't really have much of a choice. But that is what makes her stand out as far as character development go goes. You're seeing her grow. You're seeing her develop. You're seeing her find her inner strength without um, using her voice. Because losing her voice and her identity taught her something about herself. And it allowed her to see beyond herself very thoughtfully. And it allowed her to find this inner strength that I don't think she thought she had. Um, so overall, yeah, I love this book. I have to give it four and a half out of five stars. It's breathtaking. I love Elizabeth Lim's writing. I love her storytelling. I love how she incorporates um, East Asian folklore mythology into her storytelling to weave very strong, very powerful um, fairy tales. Honestly, she is a spectacular writer, 100%. And I cannot wait to see what the next novel is going to bring. Hopefully Fairy Loot has another, is going to be selling, you know, the sequel to it as well because <laughs> uh, I have the Fairy Loot, exclusive, um, Fairy Loot exclusive version and I need my books to match. <laughs> so yeah, um, excellent novel. Highly recommend. Please purchase the book from your local bookseller or online book retailer. I will include links to barnesnoble.com and bookshop.org. Bookshop.org will give you a link or a list rather of all the local independently lo owned bookstores nearest to you. Um, I just ask that you don't purchase your books off of Amazon. There are so many other resources out there. Book Outlet, thriftbooks.com, IndieBound, Books a million book depository and better world books I mean there's a ton of other resources out there outside of Amazon I'm for giving my money to them versus the actual 
versus Amazon because, you know, they undercut their prices a lot and they're able to do that because, you know, they don't have a lot of overhead. Their books are just kept in a warehouse. Um, so that means they are employing less people for those warehouses. Um, and honestly, by undercutting them, you know, the publisher gets to take more money for themselves rather than give it to the author. So, you know, support your bookstores. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if money is really, really tight, check out the book from your local library. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me here by liking this podcast and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. You can also become a supporter on Buy Me A Coffee for a one-time donation or on Anchor FM, my recording platform, for just 99 cents a month. Hope you all have a great rest of your day and as always, happy reading.